All right, everyone. What a special show today we have at Heal Thyself. Thank you for joining the show. Of course, as always, as I mentioned every single week, taking the time out, I appreciate you and I appreciate you all sharing this show with your loved ones for dedicating all of this beautiful time. Check this out. Today's show is going to be the Green Powder Review. This was a massive investigation that we put together, my assistant and I, and uh, we now have the results that I'd love to share with you. So the Green Powder Show is coming up. An awesome guest coming in today, James Maskell. He is a person who is changing the game when it comes to accessibility to our types of medicine, functional and naturopathic medicine. Every time I get DMs from people, they say, hey, doc, where do I go uh, to, to a doctor who gets insurance, who takes insurance for all of this? It can get very expensive. So he's really trying to bridge that gap. He's doing awesome work and he's one of the smartest guys I know. So it's gonna be a really, really important interview. Without further ado, let's really get into this green powder stuff because I can't wait to talk about it. All right, so green powders, they've been around forever. Uh, when I was young and really getting into health and wellness, this has to have been like in 2006, we had a little local health food store by my place in my hometown. And it was, and I had this distinct smell. I know actually you all probably know it. It's a really vitamin-y smell. Um, but when, green powder was one of my first ever like health supplements or interventions I really bought aside from like protein powders or creatine, but the green powder was what I bought. I had no regard for organic, no regard for heavy metals, no regard for any of that, but I don't remember which one, so don't, don't ask me that, but all I knew was that I started supplementing it because I knew I wasn't eating enough fruits and vegetables. So fast forward to today, the global green powder market is valued at 196 million dollars. This was at 2018, actually. It's projected to grow up to 30, 397 million dollars by 2027. That's an expected growth rate of 8.3% from 2019 to 2027. So they are around, they are hot, and people love them, which is why I saw the need to review which ones we should use and maybe which ones we should stay away from. But green powders are basically fruits and vegetables. Uh, sometimes they can even have some mushrooms in them or other agents, health agents. But really what you're gonna get is a powder that's soluble in a liquid like water or juice. Um, they tend to have a good micronutrient profile of vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants, and people love them. People use them daily, they put them in a smoothie or they take the drink alone, but they really feel as if they're getting uh, some nutrients in. And for me, I, I will use it uh, for the days that I know that I haven't gotten enough fruits or vegetables or colors of the rainbow in as a supplement. You know, It's not something that I really lean on, but um, I will tell you a few things. Before we jump into anything, I wanna teach you a few things when it comes to green powders. As I sort of just alluded to, they're not a substitute for real food. All right, so like I said, the days that you don't get an adequate amount of fruits and veggies or good antioxidants, then really start using them. Um, they're not all created equal, pesticides and heavy metal-wise, which is a real problem, which is the big reason why I did this. Um, some may have some added sugars and fillers. I found most of them did not, but there are some out there that do. When using green powders, you wanna start slow. More is not always necessarily better. It can really be a lot for some folks digestively, so really start slow and try not to go over the recommended amount. 
Look for and ask companies if they use freeze-dried methods versus air-drying. Air-drying can use really high temperatures, and those high temperatures can be really no good for certain nutrients, especially the antioxidants. So they might not be in the end product, and you don't want to powder with no nutrients, right? You want to avoid uh, sweeteners like uh, fructose, maltodextrin, dextrose, corn syrup, rice syrup, sorbitol, sucralose. All of these added sweeteners are something you don't want in that powder. Stevia and monk fruit tend to be much better. People react fairly well to them and they're more of the natural variety. So I did mention organic. It's really important to look for USDA organic when you're looking at the label. It's one thing you always need to look for with a green powder is that label because basically what you're getting is concentrated fruits and vegetables. Many of them are known to be highly sprayed. For example, spinach or kale or blueberries or raspberries, cranberries even sometimes. So what we want to do is make sure that we are ensuring ourselves and, and the powder in itself that 95% of the products are there are not going to have any of the prohibited substances like pesticides, herbicides, insecticides, or they're not irradiated or they don't have any genetically modified ingredients or sewer sludge. Basically, what you're getting is fruits and vegetables that were exposed to an approved list of biologicals or botanicals or a small amount of synthetics, but much better than a conventional one where you may get what you're, what's happening is you're getting fruits and vegetables that can really have that concentrated amount of pesticides, herbicides, insecticides. So that's why the organic label for me really always matters. You, you won't see me drinking a juice or eating blueberries or raspberries or kale or spinach that's not organic um, for that reason. So keep that in mind. The other side of it is the heavy metals. Um, anything, think about it this way, anything that comes in a powder form as a health food, you always want to question heavy metals. So I did the heavy lifting for this, so we're going to go over this, but really heavy metals can be notorious in these powders in itself, particularly because the way uh, many of these fruits and vegetables are grown, they can start accumulating uh, heavy metals. So as a guide, if your green powder has a Proposition 65 label in California, then you may just want to keep an eye on it, especially if you're giving it to children or you're pregnant. This is uh, part of the reason why there's a big gap between FDA and California label. I think the FDA is too high. I like that California is strict um, somewhere right, not even in between, more towards California. So uh, this is why I look at the numbers myself. So when it comes to greens, remember organic, uh, for gluten, you might see wheatgrass or barley grass. Uh, there may be some confusion, but wheatgrass and barley grass do not contain gluten. But if you have celiac disease, call the company or look for the gluten-free label. So in this knowledge bomb segment, I just wanted to give you an overview of what green powders are, what's the state of them, how, what to look for. But really now we're going to get into the, we're going to get to the good stuff. Okay. This is what, this is what we've been waiting for. So let's get into this product review segment. Maybe two months ago, I was walking on the beach early morning, uh, drinking green tea. And it was with a founder of a collagen company. And we were talking and he mentioned that the company's which are cutting corners or not really sourcing good quality ingredients, they know it's not a mistake. He goes, he goes, we can definitely make better margins if we chose to choose less quality ingredients. Uh, but we don't because that's part of the ethos of the company. 
but it really brought to mind to me that, yeah, like these companies who, it's hard for me to believe that a company is sourcing crappy stuff and not knowing it. And it's concerning if you don't know it because you got to pay attention to where you're sourcing it. Now, I'm not saying all these companies do, but what I'm trying to bring into your brain is that quite possibly if a company isn't being transparent, it may be for the reason that it doesn't want to be transparent because there may be some incriminating things on those papers or maybe some things that cause alarm for us as consumers. And for me, I shouldn't have to jump through many hoops to get third-party testing. It should be one for me, typically at best available on the website for all of us to see, but really it should be easy for anyone calling. Okay. So before I jump into these companies, I'm going to thank my assistant, Melissa, who did an incredible job of contacting over 60 companies. She is a, a beast. She's a, a really a hound when it comes to this because she uh, was relentless. If you remember the past shows for cacao protein powder, uh, what we did was we requested the certificate of analysis. This is official third-party document that shows various aspects from purity to microbiology to pesticides to heavy metals. And this is the document that is really important that we were requesting from companies. So naturally, there are going to be companies that were loud and proud to share it. And there's other companies who really gave us great resistance and everything in between. How was it structured? We, we took three weeks and we contacted uh, over 60 companies in these three weeks. We left phone calls, multiple phone calls, multiple voicemails, DMs, and emails, uh, even if the company was not reachable and left us or left us in limbo. They even got a call this week as one last chance. So we continuously were reaching out to these people through multiple routes, multiple times, and it's all documented to the T. So I hold a lot of confidence that I gave, that we gave every company sufficient amount of time to reach back uh, and explanation about what we're doing. So without further ado, let's go into them. So let's start with the companies that were not reachable. Equilibrium Nutrition, Dr. Stephen Cabral's brand. We have the voicemail, a DM, another voicemail. And if you remember from last year, there was a problem getting any information out of them for their protein powder. And interestingly enough, they told me in 2019 that the company would be more transparent next year being 2020. But Dr. Stephen Cabral, I'm still waiting for that transparency, okay? The same went for Teamy Greens, Alani New, Bloom Nutrition, Tropica, Naturia, Welco, and it works. Couldn't get any any correspondence from them. So that's that. I don't know. Maybe they were good. Maybe they were not. All right. The companies have flat out denied us. All right. Remember, if you hear someone say proprietary information is in that COA, we cannot give it to you. That's bull, right? Because it's not proprietary. I said it in the past shows and I'll say it again. Pesticides, heavy metals, checking for mold or bacteria is not proprietary to the formula. At no point, and we made it very clear, did we need any information on sourcing? We needed any secret information. All we needed was the purity and to know that it's not adulterated. So if the company says that ever to you, that's bullshit. To me, it's bullshit, all right? So here are the companies that hit us with that and told us that it was proprietary or just flat out denied it from the get-go. Arbonne, BPN, Isogenics, was, which was a, a show in itself because customer service was impossible to even get someone to give us a COA. Amazing Grass, that was impossible to get anywhere with. Athletic Greens, interestingly enough, which was a popular, popular one that a lot of people in the wellness industry use, 
The one thing I will say about Athletic Greens, I like them because they are NSF certified, which means they use strict analytical and microbiological testing on every mat, on every batch of the greens, which is great. Um, and they they say they test all 75 of their ingredients. That's wonderful. But you see, they have FDA requirements that they're going by. And for me and the state of California, sometimes that can be too high, especially for heavy metals. And heavy metals do accumulate in the body. Remember that. You don't just get rid of them easily, particularly in the brain, in the bones, in the organs. So the big part of the heavy metal argument is a pregnant woman or a child who's having these greens all the time, it might be an issue over time. So this is why, for me, I want to be very conservative and safe. So... Um, but when it comes to athletic greens, I didn't get anything. So I needed to see the levels for myself. As far as transparency and third-party testing, you know, we had multiple points of contact with them. And finally, they said, this is not something we typically worry about. We make it absolutely sure that every batch is well inside heavy metal limits for the FDA requirements. And with that said, if you have any doubts or concerns, we recommend you discuss it with your medical professional. But for me, that's, that's another way of saying, don't worry. If you are worried, go talk to a doctor. And for me, I got trust issues, as I always say. So Athletic Greens, I needed more proof in the pudding. I got no pudding or no proof. So for me, I'm sitting here waiting for Athletic Greens to show me a certificate of analysis. All right, Organifi, probably the biggest green powder company and most popular one of all. The founder, who I know personally, uh, I hate that I got nowhere with, right? After five points of contact from my assistant over three weeks, we're not able to get anything from them. Uh, they did highlight that they have uh, glyphos glyphosate residue-free uh, formula, which is great, but to be honest, I need all the goods, right? Not just about glyphosate, because we need to make an informed decision. So Organifi, is it clean? I don't know. Is it pure? I don't know. Uh, but this test, what I do know is this test should have been handy from day one. Uh, what other companies were not transparent? Sun Warrior, Vega, which was not a surprise because we had the same issue with protein powder. Orgain, not a surprise, same issue with the protein powder. Vital Proteins, which was a surprise and disappointing because they were able to give the certificate of analysis on the collagen, but for this one, we were flat out denied. First Form had seven points of contact from us. It was a constant runaround. We couldn't wait anymore for them. You either have it or you don't. Who else? Green Foods, Green Magma, Nature's Juice, Garden of Life, again, not surprising, Juice Plus, Alkamind, Alaya, KOS, Sun Food. Uh, they wanted an NDA sign. That's ridiculous. For the common consumer, we're not going to have an NDA for every single person. That should be public information. Amy Myers, Organic Greens. This is a, a doctor, functional doctor, but I need transparency, doc. All right, so let's get back to it. Ancient Nutrition, Dr. Axe, again, the company. I'm not surprised about it. Um, I was denied pretty fast. Let's hope, because I got in touch with uh, them on Instagram. They did put the COA for the collagen, not coincidentally, after our show, and we had called them out, but I did, we did get denied for the COA for the greens powder. So hopefully when this whole graphic comes up for uh, the best greens and the most transparent ones and the least transparent ones, that ancient nutrition will be in the more transparent one. So let's, let's hold it on pause for that. Dr. Cowan's is a really popular one. I didn't get anything from them, but they really were super open and wanting to be transparent. So I was really encouraged by talking, or we were really encouraged by talking to them and getting it in the future. Uh, they mentioned that they work with a small organic farmer, which is great. I still need the report on the heavy metals. So hopefully in the future or next year, we'll, they'll be on the top of the greens list. So for some, we got the wrong document. They sent us, but it was completely off or it was incomplete. These were companies like Monat, which actually gave us gave us the completely wrong COA. Incomplete one was Paleo Valley. They only gave the microbial report. 
I needed some more um, Touchstone Super Green Juice. They gave uh, they have a USDA organic label, which is no synthetics or pesticides, but they only send a microbiology report and it looked great, but it's not enough, so I can't really speak to it. Lavelli, L-E-V-E-L-I, um, there was the Get Your Greens, that was incomplete. Um, I couldn't really see everything. So, I mean, you know, with an incomplete report, I can't really determine much, especially when it's not giving me heavy metals, which is really the most important part for me on a certificate of analysis test. Raw Life, which is actually one I was rooting for. I was excited to get them on the list, um, but they, they did give the COA, but it was only for a small part of the reports that I wanted. Uh, my assistant asked multiple times. The company was started by a pro BMX uh, rider and skateboarder. I think it was just a really cool company. Um, I love that they have the USDA organic label, but um, I can assume with the organic label that the pesticide reports is going to be pretty good. But really, I got nothing about heavy metals. And that's, again, what I'm really, really looking for. So I need my brothers at Raw Life to be more transparent. Biopharma Nanogreens, they have no organic label. They do claim uh, they're organic in ingredients, but um, that's all claims for me, right? COA-wise, all I got was microbiology. I can't really do anything with that. Premier Research Greens, uh, they just completely sent the wrong ones for me. Biome, B-I-O-H-M, Organic Super Greens, was actually very intriguing for me. They did provide the heavy metal report and the microbiology report, which looked really good, actually. Uh, but I didn't get the pesticides report and they don't have the USDA organic label, but they do claim organic ingredients in the back. So additionally, they say that they will be making the COA public in two weeks. So I'm really encouraged by them at this point. Um, so what I will say about them, if you do have biome, you can continue it. Um, but I would just use about three quarters of the scooper that they provide to put the heavy metals at a safe limit. Okay. Or at a safer limit. So look, those are all the companies that were really either fully denying the COA or gave me the wrong one or an incomplete one. Look, I can't vouch for them. But in that group could be the best green powder of all, but I don't know, right? Because if you don't share that information with us, the consumers who are buying the product, then we can't make that clear assumption about whether or not we want to continue buying it, right? We want to, fit, we want to find out what's in it. And if you're given the COA and it's a completely wrong document or not complete, then that's a problem too, because, you know, what am I going to do? So for me, that's discouraging, right? Because I wish this show was me going over 60 plus companies and really having a hard time de determining my favorites, right? But the reality is that you're going to get more companies that are not willing to share that third-party testing than, than there are. So the following companies did share their COA, but I didn't love them, all right? Organic Superfood C+, um, it's not really a green one, it's more like an orange or red powder. Um, I would like to see an organic label on them. They did send the COA, but it, a lot of these COAs don't give uh, the exact numbers and they just say pass or fail. And for me, that that's not good enough because I'd like to see exactly what the numbers are in there so I can make a determination about how much I want to use. So, I mean, it, it can get better. The same goes with Dragon Herbs Tonic Alchemy. Um, it just, they, they sent me the COA, but it told me about the heavy metals and it said that they're below FDA level, which again, I was saying that the, for me, the FDA level is too high, especially if you're pregnant or you have children and, or if you're having this every single day, I love the formula. They have a great formula. Um, I didn't get the pesticide part. They don't have an organic label, uh, but in correspondence, they said that they trust their source, but you know, it's organic and wildcraft, but for me, I, I, I need more. Okay. So dragon herbs, I, 
initially love the product, but until we have more information, I, I wouldn't use it. Vitamineral greens, they were transparent. This is a very popular one. Um, this is Oregon Tilth Organic, which is very similar to organic, but they do a lot of supply chain and legislative education about sustainability. It's really nice. Um, they're gluten-free. Uh, many companies are not, not all of them are, but there's certified gluten-free. Um, they use different herbs, not just greens. And the problem is in the COA, I just didn't like the numbers. The C the, for me, the heavy metals were too much. So um, it's not one that I would use. Primal Harvest Primal Greens, they were very transparent. They send the COA, microbiology, and heavy metals. Um, I didn't get the pesticides, and they don't have an organic label, so I can't really make a full determination about that. Um, with no organic label, then I can't go anywhere with the formulas, right? For the, it might be great for the FDA, but for me in the state of California, it's not It's not something I'm going to use. Live Ultimate, they did provide the COA. It looked great on paper. Uh, USDA Organic, it's a nice formula, but the heavy metals are too high for me, so I'm, I'm not going to use that. All right, let's bring some light into this conversation. Here are my favorites. Whew, like all that negativity was really just wearing on me, but it's not, no, no, it wasn't even necessarily negativity. It was just really just which ones showed up and which ones did not. But this is my favorite part because this is the empowerment part, right? Uh, the true empowerment, where how to know how to shop. So Bomar Nutrition, a USDA organic green powder was one of my faves. Um, they provided the COA, um, look really good across the board. I'm gonna make a recommendation of using half a scoop uh, instead of the recommended dose to keep the heavy metals at what I prefer, my level, right? Not FDA level. FDA level and Dr. G's level is a little bit different. Barleen's Greens, USDA Organic, uh, another one that had a really nice um, COA, low heavy metals. So this is a really another good one that I would choose. Um, I would recommend one scoop. Daily Greens Boost, this is a USDA Organic one. This is just barley grass. I was really happy that they sent me a really comprehensive COA. Um, they still did pesticide testing, even though they're USDA organic, which was super encouraging for me. They had 10 pages of multi-residue pesticide reports, um, and none were detected. They tested for glyphosate and their breakdown product of AMPA. They tested all the heavy metals. So this was one of my favorites. I would keep it to one tablespoon of powder per day. Whole Earth and Sea, it's a pretty popular one. It's USDA organic label, really good. It's fermented, which is a little bit different because it increases bioavailability and it's easier on the stomach. Uh, they provided all the information we asked for. It's got some protein in it as well, which is really cool. Um, it's got some mushrooms, in my opinion. It's a little, it's not enough, but still it's got some mushrooms in there. But really the bread and butter of this is the organic fruit, vegetable, and grass blend. Um, this was one of the better formulas that I found. They recommend a bit over a tablespoon per serving based on the COA. I would actually limit it to 1.5 teaspoons per day to keep the lead low. Nested Naturals was another transparent company. Um, I actually like them as a company. They have the USDA organic label. They do a lot of charity work. There's good ethos in the company, which is great. The blend looks good on the formula. Uh, I think COA-wise, I would recommend using half the scooper that they provide to keep it as low as possible as well. 
Peak Performance Alkalizing Greens was one of the better ones. They have the USDA organic label. Um, as far as a heavy metal report, it was one of the lowest ones that I saw. Uh, make sure that you stay within one scoop per day. So they give you a seven gram scooper. You don't want to do more than that. And last but not least, Aura Organic Easy Bean Green, one of my favorite ones. It's got the organic label. They actually put up the third party testing on their website for everyone to see. They have no Proposition 65 label. Um, so I'm really happy that they did that. Um, there you go. These are my favorites. Um, I will reiterate them right now. Balmar, Barleens, Daily Green Boost, Whole Earth and Sea, Nested Naturals, Peak Performance, Alkalizing Greens, and Aura Organic. Some of my favorite ones out of all of them, Transparent Companies, Good Certificate of Analysis. Uh, if you are a visual person, I'm going to put it together in a beautiful graphic in the next few weeks. I'm hoping that a lot of companies that were on the fence about the COA really do show up and within the next few weeks, give us those certificates so I can add them to the better ones so you guys have more, more choices. Um, can, so you can find one which would best fits you, which best suits you. So really excited about that. And that's that. There, there goes the green powder review. So remember this. Look, when you go get your green powders, look for the USDA organic label. You want to make sure that it's not it's not sweetened with any artificial sweeteners. Stevia and monk fruit are okay. You wanna make sure it's not air dried, right? To protect the nutrients, you wanna make sure that it's freeze dried instead. Um, and remember, it's not a substitute for real food. It's, it's a supplement, just like supplements are meant to be. All right, so I hope you all found value in that. And I really hope any companies that were listening can truly start making a change into showing up for your consumers. I urge you all to do better for all of us. All right. I can't wait to get James in here. It's going to be a great, great, great conversation. Uh, such a bright mind, uh, so intriguing. And when he talks, I usually shut up. So this, uh, you might not even hear me talk on this guest interview. So thank you for listening to this product review. I really appreciate it. All right, everyone. Very special guest today. James Masco is on the show and he's super incredible. And I'm going to tell you why. He's bridging the gap for access to medicine for everyone. And the, we're talking about the medicine that we do, the functional, the naturopathic medicine. He's a serial entrepreneur. He's super passionate about functional naturopathic medicine. And the, the, most, the most interesting title I've heard yet is a economist. What was it? Rogue Health Economist. Rogue Health Economist. So James yeah. Masco, welcome to the show, oh, Mr. Man. Rogue Health Economist. Thanks. Great to be here with you, Doc. Appreciate yeah. the opportunity. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We need to know what that means first and foremost. Yeah. So uh, I did, at university, I did health economics. Health economics isn't a thing in America because we don't have to economize healthcare. But mm -hmm. in, in, in England, where we have a, a system, you know, a single payer system, we have to think about rationing care. So there's a, there's a, a world of health economics. And I, that's what I did for my degree. And, you know, I saw through that training that both in America and in the UK, completely different way that we pay for healthcare, but the costs are going up like exponentially, mm -hmm. right? Just on this exponential trend. And it's, it's a big problem. It's a big problem on how we're going to pay for it. And I really wasn't seeing anyone getting down to like, what are the real answers here? Like, well, um, we see these numbers are going up. What are we going to do about it? It's obviously not how you pay for care that matters. Otherwise, like UK would have it down with the single payer mm -hmm. system. So that led me to like quit my job, move to America 15 years ago and try and work out how do we flatten the curve of healthcare costs? Everyone's into flattening the curve now, right? Mm -hmm. So we understand what that is. 
And the first place that I landed was in a clinic doing naturopathic medicine. And I saw chronic disease being reversed. I saw people getting off medication. I saw people you know, visibly changing. And that was the first step on my journey. And now 15 years later, you know, starting to really understand like what are the strings that have to be pulled to really get enough people to be healthy, independent of the healthcare system, fully self-efficacious mm -hmm. to a point where the cost can come down and we can all live happily and healthily. Mm -hmm. I love that. And we are paying for the healthcare costs here yeah. in America. It's, it's, it's a, a preposterous, basically, what's happening. There's a lot of layers to the scam, yeah. right? So I've had to go <laughs> through all the different layers, yeah. right? Yeah. But, you know, the, the key thing that I, the first thing I came to was, you know, for each individual is the plan for the person to be healthy at the end, right? Is the plan that at the end of this interaction with medicine, they would not need any medicine and they would just be living in the world healthy like they would like in the blue zones, right? I'm sure you've talked about that mm -hmm. on this show, yes. right? If we look at that as the model, we have the people who are healthy until they live until their 10th decade with no chronic disease. Is that what we're going for? And when you see healthcare, like if you take almost any disease and you see what is the long-term play, if you get it, it's lifelong dependent on medication, it's ongoing visits with the doctors, it's then getting more complicated procedures, like all that stuff. That's The goal isn't right, right? We're not doing it right there. Whereas when I work, when I work with a naturopathic doctor, my first job in 2005 in rural Georgia, mm -hmm. I saw the outcome that we need, which is someone who comes in with chronic illness, on medication now, the trajectory towards more medication and more cost as it gets worse and worse, then this transformational moment where the patient realizes they can take action from a new story about themselves, which is that they're capable of healing and they're capable of reversing their chronic illness, and then they do it. And then there's like this ripple effect too, because now other friends and family see them and they like visibly change. And I was like, okay, this is the foundation, right? Something here is cool. And then, you know, after I left that job, I went to take a job kind of searching to find out, okay, is this just an N equals one thing or are other people doing this? And what kind of practitioners are doing this? And what are all the degree types? And what are all the models that this has been delivered in? And that was, yeah, that was the beginning of this, you know, epic journey that we're still right in the middle of. It's going to take 30 more years probably to the whole thing to work. But mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, I got my, got my head around it now. Yeah. It's so interesting that you saw the power of it, you know, pretty early on when you yep. came here. Um, because there's a lot of folks who are here and they go, I never even heard a naturopathic doctor. What do you do? I never heard a functional doctor. What do you, what do you guys do? Uh, because the education is not there. You know, people as, shoot, until, you know, mid-college, I was like, well, I'm sick. What other doctor am I going to go to? Mm -hmm. You know, and I'll go get my medication. Of course, this is how we treat, you know, how we suppress my, at the time, chronic strep throat. But um, it, it, it's, to see that power and how it can reverse things must yeah. have been really inspiring for you. So then when you set out, did you start seeing more of it too? Like, was it past N equals one then? Well, did yeah, I did. I did. I mean, just to go back a little bit, like I had a little bit of a head start because like, I was the weird kid in school that did natural medicine, right? I was born, I kind of outed myself in my last book, but I was born in an intentional community mm. and everyone did natural medicine. And I didn't realize that that was weird until I went to school and no one knew what a chiropractor was. Mm. And like, I was the only kid in school. I went from living in this community to boarding school. And suddenly I'm in this weird boarding school. Like I've lived in community for 11 years. I've only had a homeopath. I knew what my like constitutional homeopathic remedy yeah. was, but I didn't know anything else. Pulsatilla, yeah. by the way. Oh, Pulsatilla. Okay, cool. <laughs> Weepy and whiny. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, so then I get to school. I'm the only kid in school 
whose mum has to be called before I'm given antibiotics. Wow. Right? Out of 600 kids. And I'm like, that's weird. Like, why, why is my mum doing this? So I was just like always in the back of my head. And then as I went through life and I started to see, oh, yeah, there are drastic downsides to the overuse of antibiotics you're using. No one was thinking about that in 1990. Mm -hmm. So somehow with no medical training, my mum had like seen into the future somehow. And I was always like, how did that happen? And yeah, I was like working my regular job. I was living in London. I finished my degree in health economics and I had like, I don't know how to explain it, but maybe you can understand it, like a psychedelic experience. Uh, basically. Okay. And I was realized like, this is what I was born into. And you know, when you understand things from sort of a, a holism point of view, which you can see antibiotics is a great example, right? Mm -hmm. in, the, in the minutia, it does something very powerful. But if you take a step back, the overuse of it causes all of these second or third degree problems. And if you look at it holistic view, you probably don't need to be using it as much. Mm -hmm. So I started to see things in that sort of way. And I was just like, get me the hell out of being an investment banker, which mm -hmm. I did for a year. And I want to go like in and solve the problem. So I worked at that clinic. And then, um, yeah, I started, I, I became a commission sales rep. I went from being an investment banker on the trading floor in England, it worked at that clinic for two years. And then, you know, I got a car and I went all across the Northeast and I was selling to naturopathic doctors, chiropractors, acupuncturists, you know, doctors. And there was a range of people too, such a range, like some people doing it in the garage of their car that they converted into a little clinic. Some, you know, regular doctors who had seen a patient miraculously recover and like, what, what's going on here? Like what's happening? I don't understand any of this and everything in between. And I put 100,000 miles on my car. I had thousands and thousands of experiences. I start to see the whole industry and that really gave me like a really good foundation for, you know, it took me three or four years. I started sharing some of my own ideas and then it wasn't until 2013 that I was like, okay, we got the plan. Let's go. And that's mm. been, you know, we're seven years into the plan now. Mm -hmm. I love it. And what, and what exactly is the plan? The plan? Yeah. All right. So I'll share it with you here. So the first step in the plan in 2013 was we need a lot more people trained in this medicine, a lot more doctors trained in the medicine. Mm. And look, naturopathic medicine is cool, but you understand when you get into it, there's not that many naturopathic doctors. Mm -hmm. Even if every naturopathic doctor was full with patients, that doesn't serve enough people to solve the problem. And ultimately, you know, committing to naturopathic education for a medical doctor, you know, there's not really a pathway mm -mm. to learn that. So functional medicine, one, is kind of that pathway, mm -hmm. right, to learn a lot of the foundational principles of holism, systems biology, um, root cause resolution, mm -hmm. lifestyle medicine, you know, all packaged together. And plus, the other thing with naturopathic medicine is that because it was built on principles, everyone's doing it slightly differently, mm -hmm. which is a problem if you're trying to scale up. Like I'm always in the back of my mind, like how do we get this to 300 million people? Because yeah. the thesis is get this medicine to all these people and then that's what bends the curve because mm -hmm. everyone starts getting better and there's this like effect as communities get healthier and then other people see it and there's this ripple effect out into the community. So we find I sort of get a bet on functional medicine. So stage one, popularized functional medicine amongst clinicians. Mm -hmm. So we start January 2014, functional forum that I created. And instead of making a, it was basically the first 
online free content for doctors about functional medicine. I wanted to make it cool and aspirational to be a functional medicine doctor, mm -hmm. right? So the other doctors who hate their job, committing suicide in record numbers would be like, oh, that looks fun. So instead of putting the old guard on at the beginning, like the legends of functional medicine, I put the like young, healthy looking, like attractive, aspirational doctors on stage. Like Kelly Brogan came on the first episode and crushed it. She mm -hmm. was amazing. She was a psychiatrist getting people off psych meds. This was 2014 and it was really inspirational. So I, I would pick the clinical talent. It was a 90 minute live show every month. And then I would do the like practice management technology piece, which was kind of mine to own of mm -hmm. the industry, but it was B2B content, no CMEs. And it just like took off like wildfire. Like we were the right place at the right time. There was no B2B content at that moment. Yeah. The fourth episode, Mark Hyman announced the Cleveland Clinic Center for Functional Medicine Project, which was like the first moment where someone somewhere with credibility had given the rubber stamp to mm -hmm. say, okay, this is, this is the future, not just a wacky thing that some people are doing, but this is where chronic disease is going. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we did it two years live in New York, you know, once a month took it on the road. I moved to California in the meantime, and we're still doing it, just mm -hmm. pre-recorded now, but that was phase one, right, of the plan, which was make it easier for doctors to learn about functional medicine. Stage one and a half, which was 2016 onwards, was like actually help doctors make the switch to starting a functional medicine practice, not just seeing it and thinking oh, that's yeah. cool, but actually doing it every day. And then the last few years has been more about, okay, how do we make this create access? Stage two is really like, how do we create massive access to the care? And that's kind of where we are right now. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm most interested, how are we creating access to this? Because there's a lot of folks, we're, and we were talking about this before, is the financial difference, mm -hmm. right? There's people who reach out and go, I can't, I can't really afford this doctor. Is, is there an answer, a straight answer, a simple answer to that or... Is it, is it multi-layered? It's, it's layered. And look, this is why you have to be in the industry for 15 years to work it out. And what I, the first thing I want to share, and like this is, this is the thing that I've worked out that I think is really important, is that the job of the naturopathic doctor or the functional medicine doctor I see is two things, right? There's getting people to do the healthy behaviors consistently. And then there's like digging into the past to work out what the root cause is yeah. for this person. And the, doc, you know, the functional medicine doctor or the functional medicine clinic and the naturopathic clinic has to like facilitate both because if you don't if you don't fundamentally change the behavior no amount of these interventions they can work for a little bit but they're not going to stick right right and if you get this going sometimes this works itself out mm -hmm. so this is critical unfortunately most doctors focus on this because it's fun and it's sexy and it's cool and it's got all the flashy labs and the supplements or whatever but this is the engine mm -hmm. right this is here so you know, so what I've been, you know, so in, in 2000, I've been always interested in like, how do we make this, you know, accessible? And uh, in 2018, I did this bus tour across the country because the functional forum ended up spawning 400 meetup groups of doctors all across the country. So doctors would get together watch once a month, watch the show and talk about functional medicine. And because this has been like non-standard of care outside of the norm, having a group of supportive other doctors to say, hey, I, I saw that I took this guy on a gluten-free diet and his, you know, antibodies went way down. Like, do you see that? And he's like, yeah, I see that. Like, we're not crazy. No, we're not crazy. Keep going. You know, there's that, that, that was needed. So on this tour, I really started to see a new model emerging for this pit. Like, how do we consistently facilitate people 
to get healthy and be healthy. And the critical difference between what we're doing now and what we need to do to facilitate that is that we need to deliver the care in groups. Okay. Right. That's right. the game changer because, you know, the, the key thing is if we're going to build a new healthcare system based on behavior change, right, we know how to change behavior, right? The society knows. What do you do to change behavior? What does AA do? Right, an Alcoholics Anonymous, if you want to get people sober, what do we do? We give them mentorship, right? We introduce them to someone who is already sober, right? Who has gone through that process already. So that's the first thing. We put them in a group of other people where they can hear other people's experiences. We give them accountability. So now they're accountable to those choices. What do we not do? We definitely don't give them drugs and we don't put them with doctors, right? Mm -hmm. So for type 2 diabetes that has a huge lifestyle component or you know, with environmental medicine, you mm. see that all of these chronic illnesses have a huge environmental component. Like, why are we still doing it one-on-one? -on -one? Because people need to change behavior. They need to change what they're doing at home. And what I learned through writing my second book, The Community Cure, was that in every discipline of medicine, from, from pre-pregnancy to pediatrics to chronic disease reversal in every different chronic disease there is, cardiology, heart disease, type 2 diabetes, MS, like there are these great examples emerging of getting groups of people together, having some sort of functional medicine authority as part of the group, but really using this like group dynamic to help people have accountability and, and support. Mm -hmm. And once I realized that, I was like, okay, this is like how we're going to have to build it from here. Yeah, I love that. I love it because I sit here and talk about community once a week, at least I touch on it. Yeah. But I've had shows based on community. Mm -hmm. And what the most interesting thing about community was that folks who have a support system mm -hmm. or feel supported by community have reduced stress, mm -hmm. of course, and stress being a major component, but also they found community was a more important intervention than obesity, mm -hmm. alcoholism, cigarette cessation. Yeah. It was incredible. When I read that, I said, exercise, I go, wow, why, why isn't this the first intervention? But to hear what you're doing, that you want to pe people who are going through the same thing mm -hmm. on the same boat in a supportive community is massive because I think that does half of everything already because they feel supported. They feel yeah. they, they can talk to someone about, hey, this is this is what I've been going through. Have you been going through this? Um, so you've been pushing this community aspect. Yeah. Uh, amazing. And how are how are we responding in medicine? Uh, are, are we open to it saying, hey, yeah, like I love these group visits. I love these group community visits. It's interesting. You know, it's, it's a range. So, you know, so the book came out January, right? In January, COVID was already circulating, yeah. right? And then suddenly you couldn't really get together in groups anymore. You know, they're, they're, the examples are amazing. I just want to give everyone one example of it because I think, you know, if I, if I share this example, everyone will just get really clear how practical and easy and awesome this is. So the Cleveland Clinic, again, like I'm following that trend. I went to the Cleveland Clinic on that tour and I saw it in person and I saw how they were doing it. And that's what made me think, God, I got to write this book because like this is, you know, we have to really popularize this. We have to make it cool in the same way that functional medicine is cool with this new way of doing it. So if you come into the Cleveland Clinic Center for Functional Medicine, which is now 18,000 square feet and awesome and huge, do you get to see the doctor on the first appointment? No, you go through a 10 week, two hour a week group that's billed to insurance. It's run by PAs, dietitians, and health coaches. And through that 10 weeks, you 
one, meet other people that are just like you, right? Mm -hmm. Some people build friendships in the first session. Some people it takes till number five and some people it takes up until number nine because different people have different like ability to socialize or, you know, have trauma that has caused them not to create those kind of friendships. But by the end of it, there's this really cohesive group and they learn the fundamentals of how to take care of themselves. They learn how to eat, you know, how to deal with their stress. They learn how, you know, the importance of sleep, Mm -hmm. environmental toxins, like they get lectures on this. And then they're not just like hearing about it. They're like practicing it, right? We're all going to meditate for a minute. We're going to do some exercise. So they're actually practicing doing it. So the data on this is actually coming out very, very soon. I saw the preliminary data in 2019, but it hasn't made it into publication yet, but it's coming very soon. Half the people get basically are completely better. Whoa. They go up, they, half the people go up by more than five promise score points, Whoa. which is very, very difficult to do. There's no drug that does that. Like, it's an incredible thing. So now you have, if you can imagine a funnel, right? Everyone goes in, half the people get better. You know, a small percentage of people get worse because they were, you know, think about the people that are coming into the Cleveland Clinic Center for Functional Medicine. It's a lot of like chronically ill people, mm-hmm. like seriously sick people. But then you've got the doctors in behind that sort of, you know, then doing more of the root cause resolution stuff, looking to see, okay, what's really going on? Why aren't you responding to these healthy interventions? Why isn't the body kind of normalizing? Mm -hmm. Because it knows how to do it and it's healthy and then pinpointing that and get people better. So you don't even see a doctor and it's unbelievably efficient too, because you've got one provider working with 12 people. Mm-hmm. And so it can be done on insurance. And it's like, it's, it, it fits in the medical model and it's profitable for the hospitals to do too. And that's another reason, like what I learned along the way is one of the reasons why hospitals, when they're trying to do naturopathic or functional medicine, it's never been profitable enough for them to like keep going. Right. And so there's all these like subtleties of why it hasn't like expanded. And I feel like group solves all of those problems mm-hmm. and more. Mm-hmm. I love that. And and I've seen it myself. There's hospitals that try to bring in naturopathic medicine, mm-hmm. functional medicine. I was fortunate enough to do my residency in a hospital. Um, but now that one hospital, I think as of last year, doesn't even have any more no. uh, residents for naturopathic. Basically, someone comes along who's a bean counter and is mm-hmm. like, you could make more money doing heart stents than teaching people to avoid heart disease, so right. you're out. Oh. You know, and that is like the relative value unit. And this is like, it's a bigger problem, but that is an issue. That's yeah. a huge issue. Yeah. So to, be, so to be clear, you said 50% before those folks even saw the doctor were getting better totally. already? Um, yeah. Uh, that's incredible. Yeah. Like, and five promise score points is like a significant increase in your function. I mean, you can do things that you couldn't do before. Right. You know, to move one promise score point is very difficult. Five is like almost unheard of. Mm-hmm. And so I think when that data gets released, it's going to sort of shake the tree a little bit. Mm-hmm. I hope so anyway. But yeah, as soon as I found that out, I was like, okay, this is the future. We're going for it. So I wrote the book. And my goal for this year, if I didn't know COVID was coming, is like selling hospitals to say, hey, look, Cleveland Clinic's doing it. Let's do it. Let's scale this up. But, um, you know, because of COVID, you know, it was kind of the, the opposite direction. But what was interesting is, you know, in chapter seven of my book was called The Future. And in that chapter, I talked about models that were emerging that were even like the next level. And one of those was the idea of a virtual group visit, right? So we all use Zoom now and, you know, love it or hate it. It's a way for people to connect and have that kind of environment. And there were doctors who were doing essentially virtual group visits. So getting groups of people together into affinity groups. 
there's some other things that you can do that are really cool, like remote patient monitoring. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and so you can actually see if people are getting healthier, you know, through, you know, there's something they're wearing. I mean, it's actually amazing for COVID because you could be wearing an oxygen saturation monitor and mm -hmm. staying at home and not coming to the hospital. Yeah. And, you know, you can measure care from there. So that was the future. And I just realized, okay, we better like start, you know, uh, working in that future. So this year really being like learning how do we create that same environment and even how do we make it better mm -hmm. in the virtual environment? How do we take what we learned from group visits and try and take it online because we have to right now? And it's been awesome, honestly. Like oh, yeah. there's, there, I, was, I was hoping we could be, if we could just be as good as it was sitting in a room because there's nothing like being in a room with it's people, not, yeah. right? But there are things that are online that, you know, that are better too. Let me just give you one example. Right. So you're a doctor, you know, this hundred percent patients lie to their doctors a hundred percent. Right. So you say, oh, yeah, what do you eat? Like, you tell me a bit, a little bit about what you eat. Oh, well, I have salad every day and then this and be like, OK, why don't you just take me to the fridge? You know, you got your video thing there. You want to move your laptop? Why don't you take right, us to the fridge? Let's have a look. Because, yeah. like, I see Cheetos uh -huh. and like there's beer and there's no <laughs> vegetables in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, how many drinks did you have this week? You know, there's there's. Mm. There's a certain element where, you know, one of, the one of the things I heard again and again when I was interviewing doctors who'd done the groups is that when you put people in groups, they would venture more about their true life than they did to their doctor. Mm. And the doctor's kind of pissed because they're like, hey, if I had known that, like I would have probably changed the protocol years ago. Right. But because there wasn't enough time or there wasn't enough trust or just the authority figure thing, which doctors fit, you know, I think people... Don't tell the truth to their doctors a lot. a lot. And in the group, it's like, oh, this guy's got a drinking problem and this guy's got an issue and this guy, you know, has found it really hard to go gluten-free and this mm. person, like, has made incredible strides by making the changes. All of these other people are affecting my desire to do it mm -hmm. and stay motivated over a period of time and stay accountable. That is the powerful force that we have to unleash to transform healthcare. And that's that's the plan. Like you asked what the plan is. Yeah. It's about getting everyone into those groups. Some groups will happen in the medical system once people already have a diagnosis. But the potential of the movement is really to find those groups before you get sick to maintain healthy behaviors. And that's exactly what the blue zones are, mm. right? It's communities yeah. that reinforce culture. Yeah. So it's healthy culture reinforced by community. That's it. That's the master plan. Oh, that's incredible. That's incredible because I'm thinking about, man, when I was in San Francisco practicing like nine to five, we were starting to do group visits actually. Yeah. Yeah. We were presented to that by, I think, uh, I think it was orthomolecular. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the company and, totally. and the, you know, they were even giving us like PowerPoints to go over, you know, just yeah. educational, but get people with diabetes together, get totally. people with hypertension together. But to think that we can bring this to hospitals is really exciting to yeah. hear. Um, and I love that work that you're doing because you see not only the value of community, but also the nuances of how people become, like you said, more honest, more open. Mm -hmm. There's always a guy in a group or a girl in a group who's more candid and open and everything. They're just like, you know what? Uh, you know, I, I, I drink a lot, you know? Yeah. And then you're like, you know what? I drink, I drink some too, you know? You just open up more. So I, I love that. Why... Do you think that there is, and this may be a loaded question, but do you think that there is a push for a hospital not to bring that in because of profitability, working with keeping people sick? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, as I said, the scam is layered, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, look, here's the thing. 
So the good news is I'm not going to rely on hospitals anymore because actually hospitals aren't really that useful in a certain way if you can do it virtually. Mm -hmm. So what we're working on now is actually we're partnering with doctors. We're just uh, working that out where doctors who have Medicare contracts, who take insurance, will do the group visit program for them. We'll teach them how to bill it because there are some subtleties with billing. The good news is like, you know, a lot of people have come to the conclusion that functional medicine on insurance doesn't work. That used to be true, but Medicare and, and insurance is changing because they realize we got this chronic disease right. problem too. Like everyone's trying to work it out. So there are ways now that you can like, you know, that you could work it. And we're just at the beginning of working it out, but this is going to be central to giving everyone access because the number one thing in functional naturopathic medicine that always comes up is like, are you covered by insurance? Mm. It's the everyone's first question. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I've tried the last few years to work everything else. I started my own alternative to health insurance where like this care was the norm and you save money. And that was like, okay. But even if that had like, you know, even if that ends up going to its maximum, there's only 30 million people that buy their own insurance in America. Um, you know, what about everyone else? Yeah. And so now we sort of have something that I think could get to everyone. And what does that look like? It looks like being in a, in a group of people who support each other to get healthy. And so, you know, hospitals, you know, maybe it won't get to them, but primary care ready for it. Specialty care is ready for it. Mm -hmm. Functional medicine, naturopathic medicine are ready for it too. If they can, you know, not have to execute it. Because that's the other thing. It's like, you know, it's, it's a new thing to execute, right? Mm -hmm. You know, when you were presented by Orthomolecular and they give you the scripts, they made it a hell of a lot easier for people. And they've actually been right at the front, right? Dr. Shilpa Saxena, she's one of the heroes of the book. She's the one who created those group kits. Mm -hmm. They made it easy for doctors to do it. But there's, you know, there's logistical things with having a group. You know, do you have a room that you could fit it in? And, yeah. you know, how do you bill it again? And, you know, how does it work? And does this meet my deductible? It's like, there's complex questions around it. So I think with this, the, the new thing that I've been working on this year, I think it, it can scale up really quickly. And that's what I'm excited about now. Awesome. Awesome. So how, let's say I'm listening to this yep. or watching and I go, okay, I want to get a group, a doctor who does group visits. This yeah. is amazing. I, I need this. Where, where do these people go? How do they learn more about it? So yeah, like find functional, like F-I-N-D, like find functional. That's kind of like, that's the business that we're doing this with. So, so far we did some where we got people from all over the country and just uh, got our methodology set up. So over 12 weeks, we go through a process of doing the most important thing. So one is really getting clear as to what is the reason why you're here, right? For everyone to have, to understand what their purpose is for getting healthy and to share it with the rest of the group because that is the powerful thing. And the first meeting is like, if everyone knows why they're there and what will happen to everyone in the group if they get there, like what it really means to them, that's the juice that powers the whole thing, mm. right? It's about the shared purpose. It's about helping other people hit their goals. It makes people show up in an amazing way. It turns it into a super mutually empowering moment because there's a lot of groups that are like disempowering, yeah. right? We've all been part of communities that are disempowering. Family, high school, first job, right? So that's the first thing. Then it's like going through the functional medicine sort of operating system, right? Going deep into your own history, mm -hmm. right? Who are you? What were your parents' health like? What was like your sort of triggers and everything through your life from preconception, through birth, all the way through? Like, how did you become who you are? What is your story? Mm -hmm. Going through that with a group of people is awesome, dude. Hear amazing experiences of people realizing like people have had similar experiences. They start to put together how they got sick because yeah. they understand where that came from. Um, 
we set smart goals, right? So actionable goals that people could achieve in the 12 weeks. Like that doesn't happen in medicine. Why is that not happening? Everyone knows in self-help, you know, you need to set goals, mm -hmm. need to be quantifiable to do it. Like let's do that in healthcare. We set that up. We do the elimination diet, right? The elimination diet can be a tough thing to go through by yourself, but as a group, sure. you know, you hear from other people, you're getting feedback, and then we, we actually have a whole module on environment and getting the home healthy because nice. you could be living in an unhealthy home and doing everything right and you're still sick, and I'm sure that's yeah. like what your whole business is built on, Love basically, that. you know? Yeah. And then at the end, really thinking about, okay, what's next? How do we keep this going? And, you know, what we found is that getting the groups together has been a great starting point. And we've also found that there's this there's this real value in the person that's holding the group, sort of like the, you know, we have nurse coaches, we may have naturopathic doctors in the future, mm -hmm. but what we found with, with that um, person is it's really important that they have overcome a chronic illness themselves because ultimately it helps to create trust in the group. Mm -hmm. You know, I think a lot of patients are always looking at their doctor and being like, do you really know what it's like to be me? Or yeah. have you just read about it in a textbook? Because yeah. I've been living with lupus for 10 years. Like, you don't really know. So to have someone who's like, yeah, I dealt with it. You know, this is what I did. This is how I got out of it. It's super important. Mm -hmm. People feel like a level of trust that they have yeah. never felt with a health professional when they hear that this person, like, walked in their shoes. Yeah, and it breaks. It's just right there. They're like, this is a possibility. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So, so that one, that was fine functional. Yeah, right? so it's called the Immune Collaborative. And it's a 12-week program to do it. And now we're doing it with doctors. So, you know, you could get in touch with us. You know, what we're hoping is that people who want this, like, can introduce us to their doctors. And we'll just say, hey, you want us, you know, do it. We'll execute the whole groups. You know, we'll help you recruit the patients. We'll help you bill it. You'll be billing all the insurance. You know, we'll just teach you how to do it. We'll execute all the groups. All virtual. Super easy. We're really excited about that. I love that. I love that. And uh, is there anything else you're working on that we need to know about or how we can find you? Or always just, got a, you or know, that? like always got a few, you know, I'm, I'm here for the, the full transformation, right? So there's definitely like pieces. I think there's definitely have to be a piece where we're going to have to make it cool and aspirational to yeah. be in a group. Right. In the same way, it was cool and aspirational to be a functional medicine doctor. Like that kind of happened. Like a lot of doctors are coming to functional medicine because they realize I can love my job. I can feel good about getting people healthy. Mm -hmm. There's something really powerful in there. But I also feel that, um, you know, that we have to we have to overcome that barrier as a society. You know, AA is not cool. It's not aspirational to be an AA. But like these groups, once once people have an experience of it, they do. So I've, I've got a few projects on that end. And also like the ecosystem of all this medicine needs to keep going so that we could serve 300 million people, yeah. right? At this moment, we can't do that. So there are other, other pieces that need to go to it, but I'm fully committed to seeing this through and it's been a fun journey so far. And I'm just really, really excited to, you know, there's my favorite thing that I did in the last month was to interview the people who went through the first groups Yeah, and, you know, just listening to people. Like I'll just give you one example. There's one woman who came into the group who wasn't sick. She's like, she's really good with her health. She just like followed me for a while. She found out about it. She said, I'm going to join it. So what did she achieve? What was her smart goal? She wasn't sick at all. She wants to get off social media. She realized social media was unhealthy for her and she didn't want to participate in it. So that was her smart goal, right? And over the period of time, she's like now off it. And so she hit her goal and the impact on her health is actually yeah. real and tangible, but the, the goal doesn't have anything to do. So I was like, did we kind of start like, AA for social media, like <laughs> unintentionally with a product called the Immune Collaborative, like yeah. kind of. Yeah. But you see that where in medicine is there a process where you can have 
the support to chart your own path forward yeah. to wherever you want to go. That exists in naturopathic offices or functional medicine offices, but it's just like inefficiently delivered. And we need way more functional medicine doctors and naturopathic doctors to do that, you know, very specific root cause resolution work. But ultimately, like, it's about building an engine for behavior change and transformation. And yeah. that's what I'm... I'm really passionate about. And that's the long-term right there. That's how we see mm -hmm. long-term healing. Like you okay. mentioned earlier on, it's really hard to get people to change their lifestyle or just follow basic pillars about like nutrition, water intake, uh, and being out in nature, exercise. Like this is, it, it, I saw it so many times with patients where they were on it and then it just kind of like faded away because we get back to these old habits. And I bet also, this is what I've heard over 15 years, that there were some patients who you lit the spark for them mm -hmm. and then they started learning and they started their own journey. Oh, they started yeah. infecting other people. And yeah. like, you know, they have that, you know, it's like teach a man to fish kind of mm -hmm. analogy is that you lit the spark in someone and they now are going for it. They don't really need you anymore because they're going to read. They're going to find themselves. They're going to learn about themselves. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like this container facilitates you know to facilitates that because you need to keep the fire burning for a, you know for a long time because if it sputters out a year later they're back with the same thing right and right we didn't really get to the root cause because the root cause was trauma mm -hmm. and you know loneliness and that leading to unhealthy behaviors and all mm -hmm. those kind of things and i mean i think one of the reasons why this is really going to work is because what's really driving everything is people's like undealt with trauma driving behaviors. Yeah. And we need to have a structure to facilitate that. And yes, there's like therapy on the phone or whatever, but the group is so efficient. Like as a health economist, coming back to that, as like the rogue health economist, the efficiency of group, right? The only inexhaustible resource that we have in healthcare is this like peer-to-peer -peer delivery of value. And we're making zero use of it now. Mm -hmm. And there's really potential for us to make incredible use of it. I so love that. Time. I love that. What, what incredible moves you're making. Very inspiring. Something we absolutely need. I don't okay. know anyone else who's trying to scale our medicine and put access because you see the power of it. And the brilliance behind the groups is something that has been aligned with my, my passion for community for so long. Yeah. So I really align with what you're saying. I love that. Your book came out this year. Yeah. What's the name of it? It's called The Community Cure, the Community. Transforming Health Outcomes Together. It was really written for the health, uh, health community. I mean, like the doctors and practitioners, that's kind of my audience. But, um, you know, I've had quite a few people who've read it just as regular people be like, hey, how do I find a group? And, you know, I could see, for instance, like, you know, environmental medicine, which is your jam, just think about how many things people have to learn to execute on that information, yeah. right? You could definitely see that environmental illness, I think, is really, really well set up for this because, mm -hmm. you know, that someone who's had an environmental illness for 10 years and has made improvements, that person's knowledge and understanding for someone who just got diagnosed is incredible. Yeah. So how do we facilitate that person to help and, and teach? And, you know, one way is technology for us to do stuff like this, but, you know, really getting into it, answering people's questions and holding people accountable to making those changes is, is everything. It's massive. Yeah. It's everything. Okay, cool. And then, uh, website. Yeah. So you can go to findfunctional.com for the immune collaborative. Um, I'm on Instagram, Mr. James Maskell is probably a good place to keep up with uh, with what I'm up to. And if you're health professionals, the evolution of medicine is the business that I started for doctors to sort of switch them to functional medicine and get them moving in the right direction. We teach them how to do groups. We actually partner with Orthomolecular because those guys are on point with uh, all that stuff. So yeah, it's been a great journey so far and uh, I'm gonna like turn it up in 2020. And your show, 
You have a podcast? Yeah. So I have a show called The Rogue Health Economist. Which I'm going to be on. Yeah. We're going to do it very soon. You know, we're going to talk about environmental medicine, like environment and health costs. And the, the vision of that show is really just to show how these ideas that I've been playing with for a long time, some of in the payer area, some in the insurance area, but mainly in this clinical area Mm -hmm. is really about how do we, how do we understand flattening that curve through the context of environmental medicine for you as an example. Mm -hmm. And so we have different guests all the time. We talk about uh, things related to that end. So uh, flattening the curve of healthcare costs. Love that. Thank you for coming on the show, man. man. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate that. Appreciate it too. What an inspiring guy James Maskell is. I really think that because of him and people like him, they're going to shift the state of functional naturopathic medicine, accessibility to it, and really healing as a whole. Love his ideas. What an innovator. I feel so good. I feel so inspired. And now you know how to get your green powders. So what a great day this is. I appreciate you all tuning in, giving the love, rating, reviewing, subscribing, telling all your friends. I love you all. We are blowing the show up as always. I'll see you next week. Thank you.